Hello, everyone. So the last couple of weeks have been kind of crazy between my kids being off of school for like almost an entire month for Christmas. And then we go back in January and it's MLK day. We've had two snow days, um, possibly it just feel, it's been a whirlwind um since i would say around thanksgiving maybe even before then the point is i had i had half an episode planned for today um it was going to be about um kitchen decluttering and organization but i have had almost no time to sit down and write these episodes in a way that is like a meaningful valuable way, um, let alone record it. And I didn't want to skip tomorrow, or I guess it's today. I'm I'm recording the night before, of course. I didn't want to skip. So I decided I'm just going to slap together an episode. We're just going to wing it. And instead of like the beautiful outline that I have in my head of what I want to discuss, which is decluttering the kitchen and sort of continuing on in our journey of decluttering um, in the spirit of like new you, new year, new organization techniques. Um, I'm just going to tell you about the handful of books that I read in the last couple of weeks that I thought were really stupid and terrible. And um, I'm going to recommend that you avoid them. So you're listening to episode 114 of The Raw and the Cooked. I'm your host, Adara Boxer. And today I am winging it. And I'm just going to talk about books that I didn't like that I read in the last couple of weeks. Um, So yeah. Hey guys. Hello everyone and welcome to The Raw and the Cooked, a weekly podcast that provides simple routines around the home, plus raw and honest book reviews. My name is Dara. I'm a Midwestern stay-at-home mom to three young kids and I thrive on simplicity. Okay, so what is my excuse this week? Well, we had an unexpected ice storm on Monday, um, and today I had our closets redone. Um, we love working with St. Louis Closet Company. If you're in the area, they are fantastic, and they surprised us by bumping us up. Our original install date was for mid-February, and they were able to squeeze us in today, so I couldn't say no, but that meant that I had a team of people in my master bedroom, which is where I like to work and get things done. Um, So anyway, yeah, that was just kind of an unexpected whoopsies, but you know, it's life, and we still got the episode out. I think that's what counts. And I'm excited to talk about books because I feel like I have been on um, a decluttering organization kick these last couple of episodes, and I just miss talking about books and my honest reviews on them. Okay, so I have four books that I have read that left me disappointed in the last few weeks, and so I thought I would just share them with you. So the first one is The House in the Pines by Anna Reyes, and this was not a surprise to me. Like I, I had a feeling it wouldn't be amazing because it is a Reese Witherspoon book club pick, and I know, I know, I know I should know better because her books typically leave me really underwhelmed. I thought this one would be interesting. It had like a sense of mysticism and magic and just, I don't know. I just, I I was hoping for something. Um, Right now on Goodreads, it has an average of 3.13 stars, which also should have tipped me off. It was a little bit higher, I should say a couple weeks ago when I started the book, but Anyway, it was good enough to finish within like a couple of days. So like it was a page turner, but it was also 
it just wasn't good. Um, I'm really not a fan of an unreliable narrator. Um, I, our protagonist, Mallory, uh, was um, just like heavily on pills and alcohol to sort of numb out a trauma that happened to her. Um, and she gets to like relive it. And so can we trust what she's doing and saying, and like, are her memories true? Um, are these flashbacks accurate? So I just, I'm like really over those types of narratives and plot plot lines. Um, so I don't know. I, I was just excited for it to be over. Um, but I wouldn't say it was like unenjoyable. I personally gave it three stars just because I was feeling generous. Next up, we have land of milk and honey by Pam Zhang. And I really wanted to like this book. It was about a chef, um, in the middle of like, uh, it's not the apocalypse, but like things are bad. Um, it was set in the future, um, like food shortages, uh, droughts, like things in the world are like not good. And, and, um, a chef gets recruited to some like fancy private, whatever, um, the descriptions and food were incredible. I just found the whole thing. I, I, I had no idea what I was reading, to be honest. I, I just, it was very, very bizarre. I tried it both on Kindle and on audiobook and just couldn't do either one. So I decided, um, I don't even know how to describe it other than like, it just left me scratching my head and like wondering like, what am I even reading? So I, I had to return it to the library. One star. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so next up, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, uh, The Wishing Game by Meg Schaffer. I really wanted to like it. Uh, it started off strong, but there were a couple of things about it that had me a little angry and a little ragey. And I think at the end of the day, it was just kind of disturbing. And I feel like some some of the reviews are picking it up, um, obviously the negative ones, whereas other people are like, oh my God, this book is amazing. I loved it. Best book ever. Like five stars. So I'm a little torn as to like, I don't know how you don't see, I just, the, the whole thing just felt very creepy and disturbing and like odd, like not just not based in reality, almost in any sense. Um, and it got to the point where like, I think I got about 70% done. And then I was like, you know what? Can't do this any longer. So I just needed to return it to the library. Um, so one star from me, however, on Goodreads, it currently holds a 4.1. So obviously I am an outlier here, but it just felt very like, I don't know. There was, it was just really disturbing. Like, it was like just like about this like creepy, reclusive author who like loves children, kind of like in a Michael Jackson way, where he like has his own private island. He like invites these children to like come and like play this game with him. I, I don't know. There's this woman who. I guess, you know, she's a young woman. She's like in her twenties. She has like no money. She's like scraping by as like a teacher assistant. She like falls in love with one of her students, this like little five-year-old boy who's in foster care. And she has this like bizarre fantasy of like adopting him and being his mom. And if she gets to like win this game by this author, then she'll like finally have enough money to like do what she needs to do to adopt him. And like, I don't know, it's, 
it's, it just wasn't good. I, I don't know. I'm an out, I'm an outlying opinion here, but I just, I didn't like it. So I just enough said, okay. Next up we have, it all comes down to this by Anne Therese Fowler. And I wanted to like this book as well, um, because I have read, uh, good neighbors by Anne Therese Fowler a couple of years ago. And I thought it was just a really good book. It was like, it went a little off the rails towards the end, but overall she dives really deep with her character development and she very carefully threaded, um, a a storyline together. Um, it all kind of came together. I, I really enjoyed it. And so I was, I had good hopes for this story too. Um, it's about three adult daughters, um, who, uh, lose their mother. Their father had passed a couple of years ago. So they're sort of coming to terms with like closing out the estate um, and what have you. And I just, I don't know the, it just wasn't good. I, I just felt like all the characters were so like deeply flawed in like an almost an unrealistic way. And the dramas that they each had were just so exaggerated that it just, it didn't, it didn't have like a sense of like, it just it didn't feel like it was like grounded in reality. So I just, I don't know, like everyone just like, I don't feel like anyone really grew or, or changed in like a meaningful way. So I don't know. I was, I was excited when it was over. How about that? Um, I did read it within a week or so, so didn't hate it, but at the same time, I just like, wasn't really rooting for anyone and just, it did, it just didn't do it for me. So there you have it. And then finally, I finally, finally finished The Covenant of Water by Abraham Verghese. I started this book in September like forever ago and I just finished it this month. So it it was way too long. Um it I thought it was a good book for sure. I'm not knocking that. I, I gave it four stars. But did it need to be 700 and something pages? No, it did not. Uh I was so patiently waiting for like everything to finally like tie together and like come together. And when it did, I was just kind of like okay, like 350 pages could have been shaved off like very easily and the story would not have suffered in any way. So did it go into like way too many details, introduce us to way too many characters, like dive way too deep into history for sure. But it was also really fun to like learn about different cultures and history and different like just everything that it gave to us, um, I really appreciated. But like, my goodness, it it did not need to be that long. So yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. But on the plus side, um, another book that I finished recently was The Blessings of a Skinned Knee. Um, and the subtitle is Using Jewish Teachings to Raise Self-Reliant Children by Wendy Mogul. I loved this book. It was fantastic. This is the parenting book that I've been searching for basically like my entire parenting career. Um, it was incredible. They channeled, or the author Wendy Mogul channeled Orthodox Jewish teachings um, through the lens of the Torah to kind of go through and like how to, you know, like raise your children into like little self-reliant independent human beings. Cause you know, at the end of the day, that's what we want. Um, we want them to be able to navigate their way into the world and what better lens than the Bible itself. Um, so it was just really great. And, uh, it's definitely one of those books that I will find myself coming back to 
year after year after year to give myself a refresher. I feel like it's applicable to children uh, any age. Um, so yeah, it was really great. And even if you're not Jewish, I still would recommend it, um, especially if you, um, you know, even if, if you follow Christ, um, you know, the, it's the same book up until, you know, uh, the Old Testament. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's really all I have to say to you. So those are the books that I've read in the last couple of weeks, um, starting 2024 off uh, on an okay foot as far as the reading is concerned. Uh, so hopefully the next couple of books that I pick will be uh, on the right track. So yeah, that's all I have for you today. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in and hopefully I can get back on track with my episodes in the upcoming weeks. I think things are supposed to slow down on our end, but I mean, who knows? Probably not. I feel like I always say that. And then I just like find myself with, um, a lot of things on my plate for the week, but that is life. All right, guys have a fantastic weekend and I'll catch you back here next week.